brethren, join with me. And let's give God praise for he said, let everything that I have breath praise the Lord. And I praise God this morning that I'm alive. I clap and say, thank you, Lord, for sparing our lives to live and see this another day. I know that there is something that he has in store for us, something he has in store for us to do for him, not just just to be here, but something to do for him. So we start our morning with devotions from him. It's a good way for us to get our day started with the devotions in the morning time. And I trust that these devotions have been a source of blessing and encouragement to you. And like I've said, I continue to say, if you do not know Jesus as your savior, hey friend, Trust him before it's eternally too late. It won't be long now before he comes and he calls us home and we all will be going to be with him. I really enjoy chapter 5 of Nehemiah. This is going to be the last devotion on chapter 5 and I am anxious to move into chapter 6 where... Nehemiah was invited to come down to a place by the name of Ono to have a meeting with Sambalat and Tobiah and the rest of them. And you know the answer that Nehemiah gave to Sambalat. Their place named Ono, but Nehemiah said to them, Ono, Ono, I am not coming to have no meeting with you down at Ono. We will get in that in chapter 6, but let's conclude in chapter 5. In chapter 5, we just want to be blessed by the words of this great lady, Fanny Crosby. She said in the song entitled, Will Jesus Find Us Watching? She said, Blessed are those whom the Lord find watching. In his glory they shall share. If he shall come at the dawn of midnight, will he find us watching there? Oh, can we say we are ready, brother? Ready for the soul's bright home? Say, will he find you and me still watching? Waiting, waiting, when the Lord shall come. Nehemiah, this great leader of God, one that God has penned in his word, so that we can learn from. And you know, I thank God for this man, Nehemiah. So we have looked at the evidence of a great example. And of course, Nehemiah is. We looked at the reason for the great example that he was. And now we're going to close by looking at the requests from a great example. In verse number 19 of chapter 5, he said, think upon me, O my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. Think upon me, O God, for the good, according to all that I have done for the people. As I look at this, I notice he made his requests known to God. The greatest thing about Nehemiah and his service was he did what he did only to please God. If you would go back and 
and uh, read this account, you will find that this man of God always took time out to talk to God, even if it's just for a short time. In chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible said, And he said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. In chapter 1, he fell on his knees and he talked to God. In chapter 2, while he was before the king, he had an express prayer. He did not take too long in praying. His prayer was short. The king asked him, what's wrong? What do you want? And we find between that conversation with he and the king, then the king said unto me, for what dost thou make request? And then a few words, so I prayed to the God of heaven. Before he answered the king, what he wanted from the king, he said, I prayed to the God of heaven. In chapter four and verse four, here he is again, oh my God, for we are despised and torn their approach upon their own heads and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. And then when we come to chapter five and verse number 19, think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for these people. Yes, he made his requests made known unto God. This was something that he always did. He asked God to think upon him for good. Contrary to the others, they looked to the people for gain. Yes, he had spent and may have spent a lot, if not all. And instead of he was looking to the people for gain, he looked to God for gain. And the reward that he wanted, he wanted it to come from God. He was content just for God to remember him. He was not boasting of what he did. He showed that he was not looking to man for dividends. If God would think upon me for good, he said that would be enough. In Psalms chapter 40 and verse 5, Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts, which are to us, Lord. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. You remember God and his goodness towards him. So as we conclude this chapter, some of the people did not appreciate their leader as they should. But notice, this man did not get upset with them. He knew that his final assessment would come from the Lord. And he was willing to wait on the Lord for that. Paul wrote something in regards to that in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 1 to verse number 5, he says, Let a, a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mistress of God. Moreover, this verse stays with me more than anything else. When I'm looking for leaders above everything else, this is what I look for. Moreover, it is required in stewards 
that a man be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judges me is God. And every leader needs to stop and pay attention to the fact that God is looking on. And one of these days, our judge will stand before us to reward us for what we have done. If we have done that which is right, we will be rewarded. And if we did that which was wrong, we also will lose our rewards. Not only that, we need to stop and pay attention as leaders to how we lead and how we serve. If you are in a leadership position, there are some lessons that we all can learn. And let me share for this with you quickly. And I'm through. Number one, expect problems to arise among people. Wherever God's work is prospering, the enemy will be busy. Don't be surprised that people are not getting along. Some may not even get along with you as the leader, but keep on doing what you're doing for the Lord. Number two, confront the problems courageously. Don't ignore problems. They will only go on the ground and grow deeper roots and produce bigger fruits. Number three, be sure to be a good example. Don't ever be a hindrance to God's work. And number four, see every problem as an opportunity from the Lord to walk. The walk has been interrupted by the calling of the assembly and the solving of the problems. Now it was time to walk again. Yes, he stopped the walk on the wall because there's something that was going on with the people that needs to be taken care of. The people, they were walking under much stress and depression. And he stopped the work and he ministered to the people because the people, they were more important to him than the work. I thank God for servants like Nehemiah. And I trust that something above Nehemiah, we would learn and it will rub off on us and we become such light servants. I thank you also for being with me morning after morning, following and for sharing. You may never know somewhere, some part of the world, because of you sharing these devotions, something may have been said where people would benefit and benefit greatly because of the effect that it had on the life of their leader. May God bless you as you continue sharing and serving them. Thank you for your partnership in these devotions. Lord, thank you for everyone who have partnered with us, who have shared your word. And now I ask that your will be done in and through us. Continue using us for your honor and your glory. Your word may be accepted. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless you all. I love you. God loves you. If you do not know him, trust him before it's eternally too late. Come and join me next morning 
as we dive into chapter 6.